Welcome to the Weight Loss Navigation Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Gaither, and this is the podcast for those who want to reach their weight loss goals once and for all without feeling frustrated, guilty, or confused. Together, we find what tools work best for you personally and also what will help you feel happy, upbeat, motivated, and in control. Subscribe now and let's help get you to your goal, but also to help you enjoy the journey starting now. Okay, so I want you for a quick second to think about your favorite food, not only how it looks or how it tastes, but how does it smell? When it's first being cooked and the aroma fills the kitchen or the restaurant or wherever you're eating it, and your mouth starts to water, what smells are you intaking? Is it garlic? Maybe it's when warm cookies are baking in the oven and you just get that first pungent odor and the aroma just drifting through and you smell that crispy, crunchy outer crust and the warm, gooey chocolate on the inside. I'm sorry if I'm making you hungry, but think about how much when you have a cold and you go to bite into these delicious things, it just doesn't have that same sense of satisfaction as when you can get that rich aroma up into your nose along with tasting the flavor on your tongue. That is because your sense of smell has a major critical part in how we experience flavors and foods and how we understand them and enjoy them through our taste buds. The combination of taste is not only in your taste buds, but it also is in the activation of odor receptors that are inside of our nose. So in our nasal cavity, we have nearly 400 different types of odor receptors, and those play a major role in our overall enjoyment of our food. So why are we talking about this? Well, because we know this, since we understand that the brain is literally wired to be tied into smells, and remember too, uh, smell I'm sure you've heard is the absolute strongest sensation tied to your memory. Have you ever had a whiff of perfume and you think of a specific person, you know, oh, my grandmother wears that, or you walk by someone and you're like, oh my gosh, is that my, you know, my ex or my spouse or whatever it is, because you have that smell trigger, you know, that person, you, you just memories come flooding in. If you ever have someone who in your life, who their house has like a certain smell, maybe it's of their, their dryer sheets or their cleaning products, or just like that combination of everything from the perfumes they use to the cleaning products to, you know, whatever. And it's just this perfect combination. If you were to smell that even not being at their house for 10 years, you would most likely just instantly your memories be shot back to that location. Because again, your brain is wired into your sense of smell and it is the strongest thing tied to your memory. My husband actually, for example, has this Christmas ball and it's in our Christmas decorations. It's this little ornament and it actually was a perfume bottle and you can twist off the cap. It's this little red, old fashioned, super heavy ornament. And every single year, this was something that was passed down to him from his grandmother. So when he was a kid, his grandmother had it and she would always let them smell it each year. And to him, that smell is Christmas. And when we go through every single year and we pull out the Christmas decorations, he is just not happy. It is not Christmas yet until we find that Christmas ball. 
And because it has been years and years and years and years, he's super paranoid about losing the smell. So we do this thing where he's like, oh, I found it. And we get all excited and we all gather around and he untwists the cap, takes a big whiff and then passes it around and we each get a big whiff. And then he twists the cap back on really quickly because they want to wait again until next Christmas and make sure that it still has that same smell. And so thinking along those lines and knowing how well smell is tied into our brain and our, you know, our enjoyment of things and also habits. So remember too, when you, for example, when you smell coffee, it probably gets you kind of like feeling like, okay, like let's start the day. It might have that sensation of like, oh, it's morning or it's time to get going. Because again, your brain, when it gets triggered by something and it consistently has the same reaction, like when you do something over and over again, and it always has started here with this one particular trigger, and then you end up creating this action every single time you smell the coffee, you drink it and start your day, your brain eventually starts to hardwire it into a pattern. And it says to itself, okay, this is something that I always do. I am now preparing myself for that next step because I know this is tied to this. So knowing all of this, how can we utilize it? Well, first things first, making sure that your day is full of delicious, wonderful scents, and maybe as often as possible, making those non-food related because you can get enjoyment and happiness out of the actual smell itself tied to the memory and not necessarily always enjoy the smells of just food. So first things first, if you want to try to just have some happy, positive feelings associated with maybe your workday or just going into the kitchen, but also knowing that you're maybe not going to try to partake in as much of your snacking, light a candle, you know, start an oil, oil diffuser, and then you can start to develop these scents where it's enjoyable still. You're not trying to say, okay, I'm going to stick my head in the trash and like suck up some nasty smells. So I'm not triggered to eat. Let's do the opposite. Let's okay. I smell this wonderful, maybe lemon fragrance. Maybe it reminds you of like, you know, your grandma's cleaner or something, and it brings you to a nice, happy, comfortable, organized place, but trying as often as possible to break the habits that are tied in with the food. We don't want to always have you smell something and then, oh, it's time to eat. Because again, with your brain being so locked into these smell patterns, there can be times when you're not even actually hungry, but you smell something and now it's like, oh, I know it's time to eat. Oh, those cookies are coming out of the oven, time to get one. You might've not actually been hungry, but it's because your brain knows I smell that I eat. I smell that I eat. So let's see if we can shift, make new habits that are tied in with your smell. Let's utilize it. Let's not fight it. Let's not, you know, put a, a clip on your nose and try to reduce how many times you're smelling good foods. Let's maybe try to just twist it in another way and say, okay, instead in my kitchen, I'm just always going to have this bright, fresh lemon fragrance. I'm going to light a candle in there. And that is going to make me still enjoy walking into the kitchen, but I'll think of cleaning or I'll think of like, you know, being pro productive instead of thinking of running to the cabinet and grabbing a snack. And also remembering too, that it can trigger you to want to eat more when you are smelling these wonderful things. And again, I'm not going to suggest you actually pinch your nose shut when you're eating, but something that personally works for me is um, I've got chapstick and I've got one like, so, you know, when you brush your teeth, that's also a trick, of course, brushing your teeth, you know, you've got that fresh, clean, minty, taste in your mouth. The last thing you want to do is go eat a cookie now and like get it all feeling yucky and gross again. So brushing your teeth is one trick. 
And then again, I've got chapstick, especially this one that's minty because it reminds me of brushing my teeth. Like I put it on and it's, of course, your lips are right here below your nose. So I'll smell that minty, fresh kind of tingly sensation. And the last thing I want to do is then like drink my coffee or eat anything because now it's going to have like that flavor attached to it. And it just doesn't really like, it's not as enjoyable. It's kind of like, like, I don't want, I'm not a person who likes mint chocolate chip or anything like that. I feel like mint is for toothpaste or gum and chocolate is for dessert. And I don't think the two should ever intertwine. If you're a person who likes them together, more power to you. But for me personally, I know it helps me to not eat as much when I have that minty smell right here on my lips. And I feel like I'm smelling it. It feels like I just brushed my teeth. It feels fresh and clean and I'm not ready to, to eat a snack. It's not as enjoyable to eat a chocolate bar when it, then I'm also smelling mint. Cause then I'm like, ugh, like I'm, I feel like I'm brushing my teeth and eating chocolate at the same time. So there's just a little trick. Maybe something along those lines would work for you. They have a lot of other different kinds of chapstick. I know because my daughter was getting into mine and, um, I am obsessed with Melaleuca chapstick. Like it's got the, the tea tree oil in it. And it's like, so like, just amazing. I've been using it my whole life and I don't want them rubbing it all over their faces. My daughters were just like, Oh, like, Oh mommy, I'm so pretty. And then like rubbing it like head to toe. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've got to order that. Like, it's not something I want you wasting. So I went and got them all kinds of little girls chapstick. They've got everything from, you know, chocolate to like every stinking flavor you've ever seen. It's crazy. And, you know, if some of those smells or, or sensations are something that is going to maybe keep you from eating something else, maybe the chocolate when you're like craving something savory or, or vice versa, I don't know, but there's a lot of options. And remember knowing that this, like all ultimately, I just want to point out, I want this to be just like a reminder in your mind all the time where you know, that smells are triggering that desire for food. And if there are any that are actually just built into habits in your day where you smell this, you eat that, you smell this, you eat that. And it's something you want to break. And you think that it's going to make a big difference in your weight loss goals. Then what can we replace it with? How can we trigger a new reaction or how can we mask that smell and change it out for something else so that you can then develop a brand new habit of, I, you know, I put on this chapstick and then I go drink some water or take a walk or whatever it might be looking through your day. And this is again, where tracking can be a really big help. And you kind of jot down and maybe see like, oh my gosh, every time I make this for my kid's lunch, I smell that. I see that. And I, I really crave it. Next thing you know, I'm eating something off track. So recognizing those patterns and those habits that have developed accidentally, and then trying to figure out where we can develop new ones. Let's get some fresh, delicious in the sense of like happy, motivating, upbeat and positive smells going, but ones that aren't going to trigger you to crave foods that you don't really want to eat. Maybe something like a tropical smell is going to make you want to actually like drink like a healthy smoothie. So maybe that could be something that you can set up as a trigger for yourself. I can't give you every single exact option because everyone's different. Everyone's palate is different and everyone's habits are different. But if you can think through what's currently happening and things that you would like to do alternatively and utilize that sense of smell in a positive way, it can make a really, really big difference. And you can set yourself up for success rather than failure. A lot of times we feel like weight loss is so difficult because we're, we're constantly fighting. We're like fighting with ourselves. We're having that mental self-talk of like, you have to be stronger. You have to have willpower. You have to fight, 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 fight. 
Like, no, why'd you do that? Why did you go eat that cookie? And you're yelling at yourself and you're berating yourself and you're frustrated with yourself. When in reality, if we just unravel the world around us a little bit and see what is actually affecting us and causing us to want to do these things and we make it easier for ourselves in the first place, we can reduce the amount of times that we're fighting and make it so much easier in the long run. If you liked this episode and dig my style, I invite you to check out our website, motivationdepot.net. Here you'll find exciting new motivational courses, resources, tools, printables, and awesome products. Also, you can find out about how you can work with me as your coach. Finally, don't forget to join us in our free weight loss motivation Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you there.